What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are tuned into Season 5, Episode 12 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Not much, not much, but it's a great day for gaming because there's a ton of stuff out right now. And uh, I cannot wait to talk to you guys about the stuff that's come out. Absolutely. A lot of stuff, a lot of games, and some events have, have taken place since our last show. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, my friend? Not much, man. Sounds like you're ready for karaoke. We're going to bust out some Thanksgiving uh, Maximize My Value <laughs> karaoke. So, not, not no, much, for me, For me to sing karaoke requires obscene amounts of alcohol, so uh, <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, really? I can I can see you doing that. Oh, singing no, some no. singing some uh 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 what was it? Um wherever you find <laughs> some very white someone to hold you. That's a different podcast, right? <laughs> Let us know listeners if you want to hear some docile tones maybe at the end, you know. Yeah. You know, no. Like our outro music, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From Kev, you know, you never know. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll yeah. like alternate. Yeah, we'll just have yeah, to get see, see, see me on see me on the next Jerry Lewis uh, telethon. Oh, <laughs> this guy got shitballed by the end of the uh, episode. So That's silly. Oh man! So what? So what? What have you been? How you been doing, Joe? I've been doing good. I've been doing good. Um, haven't been playing too much. I've been obsessed with one game, but we'll talk about it in our playlist section. So, okay. Well, we're just going to hop right into things. We've got a pretty meaty news section. So, Trader Joe, why don't you tell the listeners what has been transpiring within the world of gaming since our last episode? Well, for uh, news that you want to use, as another podcast might say. Uh, one of the things that I want to kind of highlight is that Google Stadia will be out on Monday on the 19th. Actually, the 18th on there so tomorrow. I don't even know what day it is, folks. So, But <laughs> um, basically, the um, prayers are starting to ship. And the uh, Stadiaites out there, the people that are just hankering for some streaming of gaming <laughs> is going to be looking forward to getting their units within the next week or two. There's some unboxing videos actually out on YouTube if you're so inclined to go uh, take a look. But uh, there was a uh, Reddit AMA that happened this past Wednesday on there where a lot of uh, people were asking questions and Google employees were um, answering questions. And so what happened with said questions is that... Uh, um, basically, a lot of the features that uh, day one are supposed to have been with the Stadia are not there on there. So, so brief rundown. The limitations early adopters will face on day one. On day one, PC Chrome gameplay won't support 4K HDR or 5.1 surround sound. 
Those features will be added in 2020 for PC players. Uh, Stream Connect, which allows one player's Stadia viewpoint to be integrated with another player's stream, will not be available in any of the launch games. The first game the user will be expected to launch by the end of the year. Uh, State Share, which allows users to share saved files via links. And CrowdPlay, which allows for a quick jump in multiplayer through a YouTube stream, won't be integrated into games until next year. Yeah, launch Google Assist integration will be limited to the ability to turn the TV on and start a game. Uh, soon after launch, the Assistant button on the Stadia controller will work with Chromecast Stadia's home screen. Uh, assistant support on PC and phones and during, during gameplay will come sometime after that. Family sharing, what lets you buy a game once and share it with accounts held by the family members, is not supported on day one, so you'll have to buy games for your child's account on that features oh, no. plan for addition early next year uh there is no stadia ui for achievements or achievement notifications on day one if you happen to perform an in-game feat that would earn a specific achievement it will show up when the feature is rolled out quote unquote shortly after launch uh chromecast ultra units included in the founders premiere bundles are the only ones that will work with stadia on day one other chromecast ultra units will be able to play Stadia games after an over-the-air update soon after launch. Uh, the buddy pass that lets early adopters offer a free three-month Stadia trial to a friend will be sent about two weeks after you receive your bundle, barring some unknowns popping up. <laughs> and currently the phone is needed for initial setup, and also you have to use an Android phone phone to buy games. Buying games through a Chromecast Ultra or through the web is not supported, and the AMA gave no indication if or when it would be added. On that, as previously discussed, mobile support will be limited to Google Pixel phones and Chrome OS tablets at launch. Timeline for general iOS and Android support stood to be determined, but Pixel is likely to be the only mobile support, quote-unquote, this year. Uh, Google says it wants Stadia to run on every screen eventually. And as previously discussed, Stadia's controller wireless functions will only work with Chromecast Ultra at launch. To use that controller with a phone or tablet, you'll need to plug it in with a USB-C cable. Uh, generic USB controllers will also work with Stadia on PC or phones, but not with Chromecast. Uh, there are only 12 titles available for purchase at launch, with 14 promised by the end of the year. And I do have an update because this today on Twitter, they announced 10 more games. So you have a choice of 22 versus 12 to buy on your Stadia account. So on that. And a lot of the choices include a lot of games that are already on other platforms, including Red Dead Redemption 2. I think the whole Tomb Raider trilogy is up there. Of course, Destiny 2, Shadow Keep is uh, one of the games that you do get for free with the stadia on us so you know all in all seems like just <laughs> uh i could definitely define this as being a quote-unquote soft launch i don't even understand why they don't hold this back until next year they should have had units in stores for people to buy versus just having them shipped on there um i still don't know what this platform who it's for you know obviously we'll talk later on as far as xbox's um initiative to stream games but uh i know your feelings already kevin i know if you I and mean, we talked a little bit on gamer husbands which you were a guest host on uh this past week but 
you know, I don't know if you want to reiterate. I know your opinion's not going to change, but just to let the <laughs> listeners know <laughs> as far as how you feel about this platform. I'm very, it's not for me. Uh, I could tell you that right now. So, and I, you know, I, I know you feel strongly about it. So let me know how do uh, you feel. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's snake oil. It's based, that's basically what I said on GHR. I'll say it here. This is digital snake oil. This is, it, it would be one thing if this was some startup in somebody's garage, you know, their first for, foray into the world of gaming done on a shoe on, a, on the equivalent of a corporate shoestring budget. But this is Google, one of the biggest digital based corporations in the world. Right. And the things that were promised are not going to be available for for you for those who have even went on ahead and pre-ordered the founders edition this is insane it, it's absolutely insane now the whole concept of stadia um you know is 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 a screw job but the least they could have done for the customers who fell for the okie doke is uh, provide a, a jar of Vaseline uh, to make to make the pain easier because aye, the, aye. because the I mean when your when your uh, when your core features the main selling points of your product have not are, are, are not even going to be available right and you're and you've already conned people into being willing to pay an additional 59.99 for games that are not part of the stadia you know, uh, streaming package and you're paying extra for 4K streaming and all this nonsense, paying money for for products that you don't even own digitally, don't even have a license for. You're just playing for the right to play it on the platform. This is this is insane. And and the fact that these that these features were not even ready is just wow. I mean this 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 is something that really should have that Google should have just taken the the taken like like you said taking the time to make sure that the parts were ready to go before just throwing it out there and and I mean some of the things that these guys were saying well if you're in the, you know if you're in this certain area you, you know we'll deliver it to you come on <laughs> yeah they had on the Reddit AMA like this that, is like uh, this is dying like this is dying and dash you know you know uh, Uber Eats. <laughs> you know, this is just absolutely so retarded. Uh, I don't think I've seen a worse like company. Just it reminds me of the Nokia Engage. If you remember that Taco phone, oh, you know when yeah. they they try to introduce their, like this mobile phone that uh, you had the side talk into. You had to hold it like a damn taco <laughs> to talk on there. But it was a console as well that you know that they were so just so tone deaf about it and they got great people there i mean they got the some ex-sony executives over at uh, phil harrison at google and you know you got google's bankroll so i mean what they really should have done is like you know made the building blocks and got all these features working before they launched this platform they don't need to be the first one to bat i mean you know, I know Microsoft's working on X Cloud, but you know, you know, really, what they should have done is waited until PS5 and Xbox Scarlet both came out and pretty much offered the fact that you could get the comparable gameplay with appropriate streaming, of course, um, with their particular platform. 
on there. And I can see further on that this might make sense for some people, but right now, I mean, pretty much all us hardcore gamers, we already own our consoles. We already own our PCs on there. So it's not like we are looking for another place to play. I don't want to play on my Chrome browser. Thank you so, so much. And I think you probably feel the same way, Desmond, right? Yeah. I mean, although I do think that how things are going, we got to be a little bit forward thinking, but I do agree. Oh, for sure. I do agree with you, uh, Joe, that it does seem pretty, um, I mean, you were right. Like us gamers or the gamers who play these games or, or whoever, you know, or whoever's like the, the hardcore gamers, they already have, uh, they already have this stuff. And so it was funny because, um, I was on Facebook and I'm, one of the groups that I was on was asking, you know, hey, what uh, what system single do you have? And I was just kind of like, oh, that's cute, one system, <laughs> you know. But um, but yeah, I, people have multiple systems. They play multiple games on multiple systems. So so for us to try to you know sit here and say like, oh, you know, I'm gonna I, I want to play this some other time. It's just I don't know. So then, who was this for? Like are, are these the are these for the forward the forward thinking individuals who who were trying to you know uh, play devil's advocate about what's coming next for the gaming industry? I kind of think that's who it's for, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like I don't know, y'all. Like I don't know. Uh, uh, this I, might I, be. I, I mean, know. if someone's coming in, no console, no platform whatsoever, and they want to play games. I don't know if they're going to pick Google Stadia. I mean, you're already uh, looking at, you know, I that wouldn't. type of person coming in. I mean, it might make sense for you, Desmond, especially if you don't want to invest in a top-of-the-line PC and still play PC games. Eventually, if they do, a lot of these games, games come in day and date on Stadia as they do on Steam on there. You know, that might be something that's more convenient for you to be able to play off of a TV if it's games that are not available on xbox or playstation possibly but and i'm thinking the way uh development costs are that <laughs> more than likely everything's going to come out for everything for the most part so yeah it's it's just but i mean we're talking like basic core features like you gotta connect the you can't use the wi-fi functionality of the controller yeah out, out of the box i mean come on <laughs> This 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 is this is this is it, it's snake it's all snake oil anyway. But this is just like Google just saying we we don't give a damn. We're just throwing this product out because we feel we have to be first to the market for for this product. And and I and and I've got no I have I have no qualms saying it. Oh, I if have no streaming qualms. if streaming is your preference, if this is what you want to do, go with XCloud. Because mm. at least there, you can still digitally own your games. And you can transfer from your mobile device to your console to your PC. You still own those games. You're not locked into the success of, or failure of Google systems. Because let's say you go ahead and you drop $59.99 on those games that are out of, are out of program on Stadia... And Google does like it's done with so many of its uh, extra projects. And, you know, this Stadia thing is not really working out. We're done. Are you going to be able to get your digital content? How are you going to? You won't be able to. You're SOL. 
you just gave them money to stream a game that you don't own, that you are not able to play on another platform. You would have been better off buying it on PC or getting that same game through or streaming it through xCloud because at least that way you would ha- you still have the digital rights of ownership. However, little or little or more or less that actually means in in the real in real terminology, at least you can still play it on other platforms if xCloud for whatever reason is a failure and Microsoft decides to walk away from it. You still own that content. Google Stadia, you're you're just you're just SOL. And and that's the, my biggest problem. But the thing that's crazy for me about the whole situation is is don't we already have digital type like stuff? I mean, can't people like what's what's wrong with um with Steam? You know, can't people use Steam? Is that not good anymore? I mean, I kind of thought Steam like we already have like a digital type of platform to use. So well, Steam requires a PC to be able to use with specs uh, according to the game that you're trying to play. Okay. Yeah, this is this is a straight up streaming service, and and I think they they have stream, Steam Link or something, but it requires you to stream from your PC okay. to uh, to your your TV through either a box or another PC, something and, like that. I don't. And we saw how that worked. You know the uh, the Steam. What is it? The 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 uh, the Steam. What was it called, Joe? You know what I'm talking about, right? The Steam. Are you, the, are you talking about the Steam Link? The Steam Link just streams. It works like Remote Play on PS4. Okay. Um, so it's not something that plays game because the way Stadia works, Desmond, and no, this no, will no, help. I know. I know. It, it actually can, does all the computing up in the cloud, basically. So. Yeah, I mean, there, I, so. I I get that, but at the same time, it just seems like. I don't know. Just I, I want something a little bit different, but I just don't know what I want, and I don't know if that's I don't know if that's if that's it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, it's it's not it. I mean, you know, it, it, I it's flim flam, you know. But again, I I think so many of these companies are trying to get you know Candy Crush Candy Crush Kathy to be mm-hmm. she don't want to play Assassin's Creed on her phone. You know, right. she don't care about that. She just wants to play her can her 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 games on her on her uh, mobile device of choice, and that's as far as it's going to go. I I don't really see how this is going to get the kind of traction that these that Google wants to get. I, I don't see anybody really who 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 if all their their attention. Their gaming interest is Candy Crush or Boom Beach or, you know, these typical these typical mobile games. They ain't gonna plug a controller into their phone and sit on the bus and play that. They're they're not into that. That that's too much hassle, too much trouble. They just want to tap on a screen. Yeah, and I saw that. I saw I saw an unboxing of the Founders Pack. I didn't mean to cut you off, Kev, but I, I saw mm-hmm. a, a, a um an unboxing. Uh, unbox therapy on, on um, um, I think that's what they're called. But they're streaming on uh, YouTube, and they 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 unbox the founders pack. So I got to see what it looks like, and the midnight blue controller. Like the controller looks it looks tight, it looks nice. You know, it's, it's nothing special, but they have one of those things that that you can put your phone into. 
you know, and I was looking at it. And I'm like, okay, like I see what you, I see what you're trying to do, but you know, I just don't. F- but I have to totally echo what you're saying. Like I don't think, you know, they're gonna want to, you know, plug in a controller and then have their their phone like that. Like I I, I just mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sure people want to do that. So I so I I kind of agree with you, Kev. Like I don't think that that's how people are gonna want to do that stuff. It just doesn't seem like that's what people are going to want to do. So I agree with you 100%. Yeah. It's weird. It's, I don't know. <laughs> well, we're, we'll we'll have to see what happens. I mean, good, bad, or indifferent, we're not invested in it. We just are going to get to see the aftermath of this thing, whether good, bad, or indifferent on there. And I, f- I hope for the people that do buy it that they do support it and they do stay in the game for a little bit on there you know but um knowing the consistency of google and their past products um you know we'll have to see on there so don't buy this folks like i said if you want to stream go with xcloud go with something that's actually halfway legitimate you know if you're on apple and you want to do that stuff you know go go with apple play at least you still have your digital rights of ownership don't 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 do don't 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 do the digital equivalent of flushing your money down the toilet. <laughs> and like I said, I got no problem saying that because that's what this is. This this is snake oil. All right. But well, let's go ahead and cover XCloud. That was it's not in the outline as being the next point of topic, but we might as well talk about it since we're talking about Stadia. So um XO nineteen just happened in London this past week on there. Um Microsoft did have a portion of the program dedicated to xCloud on there right now it's a preview program so it's only available in select regions right now america uk and korea on there uh, you could go sign up for this if you do have an android device and want to be able to play some of the games but they did announce that they have over 50 games supported now with the xCloud preview program on there and um they did announce uh, quite a bit of games, including uh, Soul Calibur 6, Tekken 7, Ace Combat 7, uh, Devil May Cry 5. So you just want to do some combos on the go, Kev. <laughs> uh, Vermintide 2, uh, Conan Exiles on there, uh, Sniper Elite 4, Just Cause 4, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, um, Borderlands Handsome Jack Collection on there. So quite a bit different games. Obviously, there's all the uh, Microsoft Game Studios, Xbox Game Studios games, including Crackdown 3, Gears 5, Gears of War Ultimate on there, uh, State of Decay 2 on that. Uh, They did also announce that uh, they will be supporting other controllers for this initiative, including Android controllers and uh, the Razer Jungle Cat specifically and the dual Sony's DualShock 4 will also be at, uh, have support added to uh, your Android and PC devices for streaming on there and then they did state in 2020 that uh, Xbox Games Pass games and the catalog will be coming to xCloud as well on there so Obviously, with this particular platform, you can stream directly from your console as well, just in case if you do have an Xbox in your home as well. So so for me, I don't play on the go. I don't have time to play on the go. But for those people that might be out, 
maybe on a road trip, something they'll want to drag their console with them and they want to play on, you know, their tablet. I could see for people that travel, this might be something that they could continue to play, like something that they're playing, like, you know, uh, like Sea of Thieves or, you know, State of the K2, some of the um, service type games. Uh, Black Desert Online's on the list, too. So, I mean, so I'm think this is a pretty cool idea on there. It just kind of takes remote play from the PS4 and, and cranks it up a notch on there. So, so just in case you don't want to stream directly from your console and rely on the internet, you could actually bank on Microsoft servers if need be. Uh, no sort of, uh, you know, right now, as far as any sort of price involved at the moment, cause it's all just the, you know, being tested at the moment. So, and any thoughts, gentlemen, on this versus Stadia or just this whole principle of gaming on the go on this thing, playing from the cloud or from your Xbox remotely? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I mean, I just, Me don't, <laughs> I just don't think that I'm, I, I just don't think that I'm there. Like, I don't think that I'm there yet. I don't know if I ever will be there. Uh, streaming services, I just don't know about them. Um, I think it's, I think I have to agree with Kevin that it's much better to do something, you know, like um, with like Xbox, because at least they're a tried commodity. Like, if you were to sign on to their streaming service, at least you have games to play. I mean, like, Stadia just isn't, like, they're not, they're not there yet. So, so playing on the go you know through through an xbox type of uh platform just seems a lot better you know for for someone you know but but for me no it just doesn't feel good and and yeah so i'm and yeah what are your thoughts kev uh you already know mine yeah. It's not for me, but if I got to choose between that and Stadia, I'll go with the platform that lets me own my content. Well, there you go. What about you, Joe? Oh, you already said it. You don't got time. <laughs> well, I mean, if I traveled for work or something, that'd be one thing. Or if, um, because, you know, some people were posting the fact that uh, they were looking forward to, like, say, they're traveling to London for a business trip and. They're wanting to check this out because they're in the beta program and they want to be able to continue their campaign on Destiny. I don't know if Destiny is one of the games supported, but you know they were making a mention as far as being able to use this and you know to be able to take a tablet or something on the go where you don't have to actually lug your console out there. And as long as they have good enough internet, I could see like you know service uh, people, you know people in the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. You know, even if they don't have a setup out out in the field, you know, this might be something for them to to be able to get at least a little, a little leisure, you know, downtime at least on that. So it just it just depends. It just depends on the scenario. I mean, just like with the remote play, I dabble with remote play, but it's nothing with my Vita. It's nothing that, uh, you know, I'm traveling and on the go. I'm usually on vacation. If I'm on vacation, <laughs> I don't to be playing video games i want to be enjoying myself on vacation so but that's where i stand right now you know i i just have to see where it would fit in my life you know you know i've played 3ds on the go at work um i mean if i have an android phone and i have an xbox controller i mean who knows i mean if sony comes out with something sony already has a, a ability to be able to play on 
some Sony phones on there. So using a DualShock 4, so using remote play. But, you know, like like I said about the Stadia, this is just going to be a wait-and-see kind of thing. We'll see how everything kind of falls on it. And we'll see with the new consoles how everything is going to kind of come to fruition on this as well. So, I mean, we'll see. All right, and since I did mention uh, Xbox um, X0819 that just happened in London this week, we'll kind of cover the games that were announced briefly on there. Uh, Everwild, a new game from Rare, was announced. This is a uh, game that, if you saw the trailer, um, you're in an ethereal forest full of unique creatures, and an older woman communes with the animals on there. So it's very... Music was soothing. Art style was nice. Um, definitely something to keep an eye on. Good that Rare is getting to do a new IP beyond Sea of Thieves on that. So it doesn't look like it is a uh, service game like Sea of Thieves. So might be something I might actually try and play. Uh, Grounded from Obsidian Entertainment was announced. Um, this is basically a survival game based in your backyard. It kind of plays along like if you were um, live streaming Honey, I Shrunk the Kids on there. So you're stuck in the backyard, up to four players, uh, a single-player cooperative squad of four fight to thrive in a world where bugs are a threat. So spiders, ants, um, there's some building aspects as far as building your own fort and or you know living area on there uh, obviously since you're a kid you see toys out in your backyard that kind of were your toys so we'll have to see this is going to be an xbox games preview so it's going to be released like in a pre-alpha stage in spring 2020 on, and will eventually be on xbox games pass now i'm going to throw this over to you uh desmond uh, since you mentioned something to me about this game, uh, talk about this because I know you're a big Obsidian fan. So, why are you gonna put me on the spot like that? <laughs> I didn't put you on the spot, dude. This uh, is interaction. This is part of our show, sir. So, I told Joe before that when when Obsidian was announced that they were going to be a part of Xbox, I was like, okay, you know, that's fine. Hopefully they'll be able to do some really cool IPs, and then I'll be able to you know play an Obsidian game uh, on Xbox, and maybe I, I'll really start really playing my Xbox. And so when it was announced that they had a new game, I was super like excited for it, but at the same time, you know, if this is the game that we're getting, I'm really disappointed. You know, a a four player Honey, I Shrunk the Kids type of building game. It's like, come on. It's like, I, I was hoping for more from, from them. And I know that maybe they just had to get in there. They had to put something out quickly or something to get some to get some people to subscribe to this. But that is just not the game that I was hoping for that they would that they would do. I am just really, you know, saddened by that. Like, I really am. Um, so I don't know what to say, you know, except, hey, you know, I hope it's good, uh, more power to them, and I want it to be good, because I just want them to be able to do more, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with it, so, I don't know, um, <sighs> sorry to put you on the spot, sir, but, yeah, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it was just like, 
I just feel really bad about it because like I wanted I wanted there to be more, but there's not, you know. So I just kind of had I just kind of have to be, you know, what it is, so to speak. Yeah, be patient, probably, and yeah. see what how, how else happens. I mean, I know Obsidian still hasn't got the Pillar of Eternity two that's coming out for consoles, I believe, in December. On that, I know they stated that I'm not sure if a Pill- Pillars of Eternity three is going to happen unless they rethink it because it didn't do so well sales wise on the PC like they were expecting on that. So that's something to where I'm not sure. I hope they're not, you know. Thinking about the, you know, where they're, you know, because RPGs are their bread and butter, and I think that's what people expect from them. But at the same time, it's good that, you know, uh, some companies can kind of step outside of their box, per se. But I'm just hoping they're not they're stepping outside of their box to satisfy Microsoft that they're doing it because they have a creative impulse to be able to do something like this. So, no, that's what I think. I, I think they're really trying to just kind of put it out there and I'm like okay you know you gotta do what you gotta do in order to you know survive and I don't know I, I, I'm just hopeful that this is not the trajectory that they are going towards because I really 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 want um, them to do well because I've been a huge fan for a very long time it was hilarious when people were talking about um, uh Alpha protocol. Uh, no, no, no. They're they're talking about uh, when when Outer Worlds came out and people were talking about, you know, oh, you know, I, I remember Fallout, Fallout, Fallout New Vegas, New Vegas, New Vegas, and I'm like, no, nah, later for Fallout New Vegas. Catch me on like Alpha Protocol. Now that was the game right there. So, but again, you know, we I I digress. So, um, I I want the best for them, but grounded is not is not a game that's going to make me want to you know plug black in back in my uh, xbox so this is not a game for me so if you you enjoy it but this is not a it's not a it's not a game for me all right other games that got announced uh during xo 19 uh west of dead it's a top-down shooter uh based in purgatory wyoming in 1888 on there i had a chance to look at a trailer for this it looks pretty cool it's in open beta right now it's available on xbox one as we speak uh they got ron perlman to do the uh, voice acting for the main character the main character looks like a cross between hellboy and ghost rider if you could believe it or not <laughs> so and that's top down so it's like you know it seems like it's pretty accessible and the art style looks pretty damn cool too it's all cell shaded uh, looking nice. That's so something that's going to be definitely on my radar. Something I need to load on my Xbox. On that, give us some love at least. So, any of you two seen West of Dead as of yet? I did not. That's one of the games that I did not see from the um, uh, from the show. Have you seen it, Kev? Oh. Yeah, I did. I did. It looked kind of interesting. It looks, yeah. I mean, it looks okay. Um, it's so, an open beta, so I mean, free. You can't argue with free. So, yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, they showed a new, uh, new trailer for Bleeding Edge Ninja Theory's melee-focused hero game. On there, uh, it's going to be released on Xbox One, Windows 10, and Steam on March 24th, uh, 2020, next year. On that, so uh, keep an eye out for that. I'm kind of curious what it's going to be. Uh, you know, it's. Like I think you said before on GHR, Kevin, it does look very Fortnite-ish. So 
but it's it's a melee game, so we'll have to see what kind of MOBA aspects there are to it as well. On that, uh, M- Microsoft announced a new game from uh, them that they'll be publishing from Don't Nod Entertainment, the developers of Life is Strange, Life is Strange 2, and Vampire, or Vampire, I should say. So Vampire. Vampire. So Tell Me Why is a new game. It's going to tell the story of two twins, Tyler and Allison, who are exploring the fleeting nature of memory. So the twins are diving into their memories together, and the player has to determine which set of memories are true. On there. Uh, there was some hubbub about this game, too, because uh, one of the char- main characters in the game is going to be um, developed as as he, he's basically a trans character on there. Mm-hmm. So it's first main protagonist in a video game that is uh, transsexual. So It's so. transgendered. Transgendered. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me, sir. Wow. So. All right. Also, other things shown are Full Escape, which is a kind of a crazy um, indie game from Annapurna Interactive. This was kind of shown at E3 uh, at Microsoft's showcase, like in the sizzle reel on there. So it kind of plays out like a psychedelic rock opera. It stars a hero with a magical guitar making their way across colorful dreamscapes. So so dro- drop a little uh, LSD and play Artful Escape in 2020. And then also, too, they did announce that uh, Halo Reach will be coming out on December 3rd. So just in case if you want to play that good old nugget from the Master Chief Collection that will be out for uh, Xbox One, Windows 10, and Xbox Games Pass, Master Chief Collection will be available uh, for Steam as well, coming out on December the 3rd. On that, uh, they had a trailer for Crossfire X, which is a, a Korean-developed um, arena shooter on there. So it's coming out in 2020, free to play on Xbox. Remedy Entertainment, the same developers that did uh, Quantum Break and uh, the recently released Control, is actually doing the single-player campaign for this game. So it's kind of interesting that it's a free-to-play game, but it's going to have a a uh, single-player campaign along with it. Of course, I did watch the trailer, and of course, they used uh, good old 50 Cent, and X is going to give it to you. So, No, that's not 50. Is that's, that 50? Uh, that's that's uh, uh, DMX. That's... DMX, yeah. Damn it, my, my bad. Damn it. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. <sighs> Someone say you're fired. You're not. You're fired. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> You don't know. I don't know. I know there's such things. My my love of hip hop is on as far as major label hip hop kind of stopped at like what 2001 probably. So. And then last but not least, uh, they closed out the show at Wasteland Three on there. So looks pretty cool. Wasteland Three is obviously from the developers and in Exile Entertainment on that so uh, any thoughts on any of the games guys that we didn't talk about already uh no okay i mean not for me do you have any kev no are, are we talking about the games specifically or the event overall or yeah just the games the games, just the games not really um I, I honestly really didn't see much that grabbed my that grabbed my attention uh Possibly Halo Reach 
because since that's the that that's the game that my eighth X, Xbox 360 red ringed on, so I never got a chance to play the campaign. Um, I, I never I just, played that game either. So I just never, I just really didn't see anything overall that grabbed my attention. Yeah, well, they're not. Uh, I, I'm not a Halo fan, so this wasn't directed at me. So, if you are a Halo fan, enjoy your games. Well, and like everything else, I mean, if it didn't grab you, you can always check it out on Games Pass if you do have it. So, and <laughs> Joe, speaking of, they, they should hire you, Joe. Seriously. <laughs> well, speaking You're of Games like, Pass, let's talk about game. all the games they announced for Games Pass. So, um, there's a bucket load of games that they are bringing out for Games Pass that was announced at the show. I'm not going to cover everything verbatim, but I'll cover some highlights at least. So coming out the date of the show, uh, Age of Wonders Planetfall, which is a RTS game that me and Desmond were talking about a couple days ago. We couldn't even remember the name of it. So, <laughs> But this is a game I was kind of interested in. Rage 2 is out for Games Pass. Uh, the game we talked about last episode, Remnant from the Ashes, is coming out for Games Pass, so I'll definitely be downloading it there, uh, checking that out. Um, games coming soon for Games Pass. Highlights include a few indie titles, including Cyber Shadow, which we had the chance to take a look at at Yacht Games booth at uh, PAX West on that, me and Desmond. And in fact, I played a little bit of it on the Switch. Um, Darksiders 3 is coming out for Games Pass. Uh, Forger, another indie game. Uh, that was published, I believe, I'm trying to remember who published it, uh, limited, um, trying to remember, not limited run, it is Humble Bundle published it uh, for that, so it's a pretty cool game, I actually bought it, I haven't played it yet, my usual refrain, uh, Life is Strange episodes 4 and 5, uh, my friend Pedro is another indie game I'm really interested in, it's from Devolver, uh, it has this like kind of parkour gun gameplay, with it, uh, Streets of Rage 4 coming uh, day and date uh, on release on Games Pass. Other games include Tekken 7, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, uh, West of Dead, the game I referenced a little bit earlier. And then uh, there was this big foray of Japanese games that finally got announced for uh, Xbox platforms. Uh, Yakuza 0, Yakuza Kiwami, and Kiwami 2 are going to be released for Xbox and for Games Pass. Every Final Fantasy Under the Sun, it seems like, is announced and it's going to hit Games Pass as part of a collection. So Final Fantasy VII, 8 Remastered, 9, 10HD, 10 10-2, 12, 13, 13 2, Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy XIV, and Final Fantasy XV. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV is not for Games Pass, but it is being negotiated to be ported over to the Xbox platform on that. So lots of meat on there. A lot of the uh, more fervent Xbox fans were super excited about this. Any thoughts, gentlemen? I'll let you start, Kev. What are your thoughts? Uh, this is this is uh, Phil going Costco shopping. <laughs> more I mean, Costco. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he just went to Costco and he got some games that I'm not going to say are are they're not irrelevant, but their 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 uh, launch window, the times where those games would have been are would have been making the most money, has passed, and he would and he just went and and said, hey, um, 
I need a pallet. Of, I need a pallet of games, and they said, okay. Uh, well, your console's only selling maybe one or two a month here in Japan anyway, so uh, you know, <laughs> make us an offer. Yep. And he said, here you go. I mean, I, I think it's cool. I mean, okay, it, it's okay. You got these games, and the bit one of the biggest um, crit, uh, critiques that I have of the current Xbox platform is its lack of gaming diversity, and. Mm. Okay, it's great that these games are coming to the platform, but I say that if anybody who cared to have played them would have played them on other platforms already. And the getting these games now kind of in the where where the the spotlight really isn't on them anymore. I, 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 you know, I, I want to give them a kudo for getting the games at all, but at the same time, it's like, why didn't you make the effort to get these games, you know, when they were in more in, in the public eye, uh, when you know, closer to their re- their release or within a month or two of their release, something like that. Some of these games have been out for years. And, and it's like, hey, <laughs> we, we got them now. And, and it's like, he he just he just went to Costco and and did some shopping. So I mean, am I am I am I glad that people on Xbox will get the opportunity to try some games that I personally think are fantastic on you know, their platform of choice? Yeah, sure. But Phil should have been fighting for this while these games were hot in the public eye when when PlayStation was generating sales for these companies. Um, you know, it, 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 that that's the time that the diversity thing should have been taking place. And I don't know if maybe there were some deals going on with PlayStation that prevented that. You know, if so, you know, then hey, you just got one platform that's fighting that that's more aggressive in their marketing strategy for their customers than the other. You know, that's just business. But it this is is is. is I just kind of see it as, as you know, going Costco shopping uh, and getting games that m- a lot of the people that are Xbox preferred probably wouldn't have spent money on anyway. You know, mm. it's it's. Um, and my no, thoughts. To, are, I kind of agree. Yeah. These oh, yeah, are all what, games. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jim. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying these are. I mean, I I kind of agree with Joe. Like these are all you know games that have been out. They're they're already there, and you know that's the best thing about the uh, Xbox is is its backwards compatibility. And that's what they're like. Hey, we got everything. You know, we got we got. You want to play a game that's a decade old? We got you. We got you covered. Come on. You know, you're like, all right, cool. You know. But you got to just have a little bit more than that, I think, nowadays, Um, especially when you have especially when you have um, what is it? Um, What the new PS, the PS, uh, uh, what is it? The PS, um, the PS5 is supposed to be backwards compatible now, too. So I don't know, you know, (laughs) Uh, what's what 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 you're gonna bring to the table if if everyone's backwards compatible now? You ain't special no more, buddy. You know what's 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 really good. You know, 
Well, so, I don't know. My thing, my thing about this is that it kind of lays the groundwork for more Japanese games to be released day and date on the Xbox platform. It doesn't make any sense not to release, like, you know, Persona 4 or 5 and, you know, some of the Yakuza games. And I think before where, you know, I think you've said before, Kevin, where... Um, I'm not sure if that's their audience. I don't know if there's enough people that would buy these games on Xbox, but since it's on Games Pass now, you know, they don't have to buy them. They just be able to, you know, queue them up and download them and give them a shot and see if they could build the fan base that way. And there's probably some people, you know, I'm on Gamer Husbands Radio as well as a host, and everyone on that show is a fervent Xbox user, and they do not own, like, one of the hosts doesn't even own a PlayStation. Uh, the other host, Chris Lefty Brown, he owns a PlayStation, but he only plays Sony exclusives on it. So, something to where you know, uh, someone of that nature, someone that you know is really into the um, platform and into the service, might actually download and give these games a shot. Where before, you know, their interest was kind of lacking because of the fact that they weren't wasn't on their platform of choice per se. So. Well, I mean, it's not that they 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 weren't on necess- well, they they weren't on their platform of choice, but you know, it's like I mentioned on GHR. Uh, I can't remember how long ago it was, but the guy that was uh, one of the key creators of the Yakuza series said that he took Yakuza to Microsoft and offered it to them. They didn't want it because their customer base aren't into those types of games. So it, it's. You know, it's kind of like six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. You're giving me, you know, I I I I come to you for uh, for you know ribeye steak, and you say, "Oh man, we don't have it." So I go to you know into the other restaurant, and I get ribeye steak. I got I got barbecue pork ribs. I got pulled pork. <laughs> I got all this other stuff, and then you send me. And then you come back to me and say, "Oh yeah, by the way, we got that steak now." And it's like, well, yeah, but I've already enjoyed that meal. I've, I've already, I've had that. I've, I've moved on to other stuff now. Yeah. I mean, is grass great if, if, if you know, That's those it. people that decide to wait in line until that particular restaurant got those ribeyes, <laughs> and now they're enjoying them now for, you know, for a dollar ninety nine? Are you out of your mind? Well, everybody else paid standard prices for them, but again, it's like I said before. If you really cared about playing Yakuza and, it, and you didn't even need a PlayStation to do it, uh, you could have played it on PC. You could have played it on PlayStation. There, there, are, there are some other options available for you f- that have been there for a long time. And it, you know, it, you know, doing backflips for uh, <laughs> for what is essentially a Costco run. Is you know is 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 cool. Uh, you know I don't. I'm, but this should have happened long before now. If you really cared about diverse, you know, getting diversifying your portfolio of games that you offer. Uh, and but you know it, it's, you know, Game Pass is the platform now. So if they, as long as they're feeding content into Games Pass, you know that's that's maybe that's all they care about, and they're able to write a check. You know, so it wasn't nobody going to buy these games on our platform anyway. So here, you know, will you take this free money? <laughs> sure, yeah. why not? Well, you got nothing to lose. 
<laughs> I forgot to mention that they're bringing all the Kingdom Hearts games finally to Xbox as well. So, so mm. the, those are like what uh, from PS2 era. That's what, back, what so. I've always wanted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then other news that happened this week on here. Uh, EA has stated not publicly yet, but uh, this is reported by Kotaku that uh, good old Bioware is working hard at work rebooting Anthem on there. So, uh, <laughs> so wow. for the last really few months, Kev? real Kev? last few months, Bioware and parent company EA Oof. have been planning an overhaul of the <laughs> online shooter. According to three people familiar with those plans, some call it Anthem 2.0 or Anthem Next on there. So so they haven't decided how it will be distributed. They're still figuring out updates should be released all at once or over an extended period of time. Anthem could be overhauled through a series of updates a la No Man's Sky. It could take a game-changing expansion like Destiny's critically acclaimed Taken King on there. Most of Anthem's biggest systems, its mission structure, loot world will change drastically. But the developers haven't figured out exactly what it will look like. They're even considering releasing Anthem Next as a brand new game. No, oh, those, God, no. Those who work on the project said it would take a lot of forms, and unlikely they'll charge. It's unlikely they'll charge full price to Anthem players on there. Well, so. I would hope not. <laughs> yep, <laughs> charge anything. <laughs> Bioware has not abandoned Anthem. They want to know that. So, besides recent breathless declarations that the game is dead. Right now, dozens, if not hundreds, of developers at both Bioware's offices in Austin, Texas, and Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, are quietly working on plans to overhaul the game. Um, one person stated, we spent a few months just tearing it down and figuring out what we needed to change fundamentally, quote-unquote, a lot. Uh, and we've been rebuilding for another few months since on there. Representative for EA declined to comment for the story on that, so... So obviously, um, Anthem is not exactly in the best of shapes, but uh, they are still working on getting these versus just getting a bunch of quick fixes out on that. So I know, Kevin, you've already <laughs> uh, kind of stated uh, with your laughter <laughs> about what you think about everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually... Okay. I'm. I'm hoping I'm hoping that it does come out and that they are successful. We've seen other games kind of uh, kind of come back from the dead, like Final Fantasy XIV and you know, like uh, No Man's Sky, and um, it'd be good on them, especially with the amount of copies that sold on that for them to still kind of because the overall, I mean, the the flying was still cool in that game. The shooting was kind of flat, obviously. But uh, well, what's your thoughts, Desmond? I'm here for it. So, I mean, I'm going to... I mean, I want to be the very best, like no one ever was. No, just kidding. I want to... <laughs> I, I, I wish the best for Anthem. You know? I wish the best for it. Will they get the best? Will we get the best? I'm not so sure. Only because... I mean, if No Man's Sky you know could could start to pick it up a little bit with their with their stuff and if um if uh like you said Final Fantasy 14 can get can can get rebuilt from the ground up you know why can't anthem i think the premise for anthem was great the premise with the with the mech suits and the flying around and that stuff was fun they just didn't have any content they they, they didn't have any content the content they did have was shallow 
the the gunplay was 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 shitty. So yeah, like we all know that, and I think they're just expecting us to kind of gobble that shit up. And it was just like, no, you know, it, this is not the second coming of Destiny. This is not any of that. And 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 the consumers let them know. So the fact that they are they are not abandoning it is is kind of cool. But it's way too early to to start um, formulating any kind of thoughts about what's going on with Anthem. I still own the disc. I have it. If they give us, if if they follow the No Man's Sky No Man's Sky route and give us free updates and free updates and free updates, you know, to really you know make the game something special, then yeah, more power to them. But right now, I am. I am super, super cautious, and I think anyone, anyone um, who is actively, you know, thinking about possibly dipping their foot back into Anthem should be just as cautious. But I'll tell you now, it, if if they say, oh, you know, super, super awesome change is coming, you know, oh, you know, we're doing this, we're doing that, oh, this is awesome, this is great, hand me $30, I'll be like, get out of here. No, <laughs> no. You already got my money once. You need Get to. Ready. You need to do some. You need this to do some. EA. Well, I'm just, that's the problem. That's the problem. You know, it's like you got to. You got to show me. You know that 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 you that you give a shit, and if you don't, that's fine. You know, but I tell you, if they try to get some money out of a out of a fix, or they say, you know, oh, this is Anthem Two, get out of here with that. No, no, I I. I'm not. I'm not spending a dime on a new on a new anthem game or any updates or anything. That should be free for what they did, you know, to the gaming public for that. That was tragic, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I spent seventy bucks on that damn game. Woo! Know, so. <laughs> no, I can't. They need to come correct or not at all. That's that's my thought thought on it. What about you, Kev? Uh, I would concur 100% on that, man. I have, I'm sorry, but Anthem can just miss me. Uh, this, (laughs) this is, by the time these corrections come out, who knows what games are going to be, new games are going to be on the market by then. And I'm sorry, I I ain't got time. I I, I don't. I, I don't have time to go back and see the 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 snow see it check up on the updates of the snow job that you did when i've got new content that's dropping i i just don't i i'm i'm sorry yeah i, I, mean, I ain't got time for that i i've i've i tried your game you told me that you didn't give a damn about this game so why should i uh, now you want to come back, you know, trying to warm up these freezer burn, these freezer burn rib, rib eyes and try <laughs> to tell me that it's going to be something, a new, a new hot meal. And I'm sorry, I, I'm just not, I'm not buying it. And, and, you know, you know, if all of these updates are as killer as they're saying that they're going to be, they're going to ask for another $30. They're going to ask for another $30. That, that's just and I'm in 100% agreement with you, Des. And now y'all can kick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> All I could say is, uh, you know, if you're going to bet on Bioware and Anthem, might be for like five bucks at GameStop on Black Friday. We don't have the Black Friday ad yet, but they did put in their weekly ad saying that Anthem's going to be at its lowest price ever. So, so 
are they going to give us five bucks for, for picking up a copy? <laughs> Not sure. You might get it for free. Who knows? Maybe $20 purchase, you get a free copy of Anthem or something. You know, so. You know, free copy to... of Anthem with every flu shot. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather get the flu. <laughs> Sorry. Poor Anthem, man. Pick on Anthem. <laughs> they did it to themselves. Yeah. I, I, I know. I, I can't have they any only, love for it. They only worked on the game for like a year, even though they, they were thinking that they're going to use updates to correct everything. So, all right. Well, let's, let's stop kicking Anthem while it's down. If yeah. They're free. You know, don't cost me nothing. Fine. But no. We'll talk more about Anthem more than likely on the show, probably sometime next year. We'll see what's up with Anthem. So. Yeah. All right. And then I got some quick hits here real quick. Um, Path of XL 2 was announced on their Grinding Gear Games. Had a XL con uh, out in New Zealand uh, this past weekend on there. And so um, if you haven't played this game before, it's a free-to-play game that's available on every major platform. It is a uh, action RPG, kind of like Diablo. It takes a lot of its influences from Diablo 2. On there, um, Path of Exile 2 is a new 7X storyline that's available alongside the original Path of Exile 1 campaign. I love the fact that I was watching the introduction for Path of Exile 2, and basically the character introduction screen is seven people waiting to get hanged, and whatever character you select is the one that survives the multiple hanging, basically. So, Yeah, you're a heretic. They send you off to an island. Yeah. So, so, but everything looks cool. Check out the video. Uh, the game's not going to be out and not going to be out for um, like a open beta test until the end of 2020. So we're looking at 2021 for this game to finally come out. Uh, they are still going to continue to release the three month expansion cycle with Path of Exile on that. Um, they did have quite a few people fly out to New Zealand for Exile Con this past weekend too. So, uh, they had quite a bit of uh, uh, fervor about the game, and I am very much interested, especially with me digging into the action RPG genre as of late, finally getting this bad boy out of my backlog and checking it out a little bit. But uh, they also did announce Path of Exile Mobile as well, which looks pretty damn cool. And there was even some kind of you know joking aside, talking about uh, you know the whole fervor about Diablo Mobile being so scorned in the video as well, so I found it ironic. And uh, one thing, too, and it's something I wasn't aware of, but they are working with a few ex-Blizzard employees um, as consultants with Path of Exile 2, including the original developer of Diablo and Diablo 2 on there that's actually doing some work for Grinding Gear. They, like one of the... Um, People from Blizzard was actually helping them to get into China and uh, doing some sort of, uh, you know, work on the side to help with the uh, game coming out in different territories. So I was kind of interested to take a look at that. Uh, any thoughts, Desmond, on Path of Exile? And um, I, I tried to play it a while ago, but unfortunately, it just doesn't. It didn't. I was trying to play it on my Xbox and. I don't know what it is, but there always seems to be something going on with it, and I can't seem to get it to run. It it has like a uh, like a glitch in it, or or it speeds up, or maybe it's my connection or something. 
So I've tried it a couple times on Xbox and I've just never really been able to to play it. So I hope your time is better. And um, I'm not sure. Is it out for PS4 yet? Yeah, no, it's been out for PS4 for at least six months. Yeah. Okay, so I might try it again on PS uh, PS4. But for the Xbox, it was not working for me, so I could not get into it at all. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, it's a free game. Um, we'll see how it how it goes. But I'll try it again on PS uh, PS4, and and if I can get it going, then yeah, I'll play it with you. We can hang out and kick it. But but other than that, I can't really um, I can't really give a really valid opinion on it, only because I wasn't able to play that much of it that was the problem yeah. i just couldn't I, I just couldn't get it to work so so yeah um what i played was fun um but it's a diablo clone so that's pretty much what it is um and i think having we've we played a couple of diablo clones lately and uh and they've been pretty fun so yeah yeah we've been definitely in that wheelhouse as of late yeah for me not to play Death Stranding and other games is sitting here and just digging on some uh, Diablo likes. It's just yeah. uh, it's kind of telling, you know. So. Yeah. All right. And then other news uh, interested me. Just brief mentions, of course. Shovel Knight King of Cards has a release date. So this is the last and final expansion for the Shovel Knight saga that will be out on December the 10th on there. So if you previously have the game for uh, other consoles, PS4, Xbox One, PS3, Switch, Wii U, every, the game will be coming out along with all the other DLC uh, free for you with the purchase of the original Shovel Knight on that. So also, uh, Shovel Knight Showdown will be released physically the same day. This is the four-player action game kind of like smash brothers on there so it's a new game from yacht club on there so that will be out uh physically for xbox one and switch on december 10th uh, along with the shovel knight treasure trove amiibo three pack and the shovel knight gold edition amiibo on there and due to unseen manufacturing issues the playstation 4 version of shovel knight treasure trove which is uh the game as far as coming out for um, trying to think here. What's it coming out for? Uh, it's coming out for PlayStation 4. Treasure Trove will be d- delayed until 2020. Oh. That, so. so I'm just interested. We did get a chance to check these games out at the show. I have not played Shovel Knight in a minute. Is it, Kev, is this a game you ever checked out or played before? Um. I think I play. I tried it somewhere. I can't remember where, but it it's it, it really wasn't my my bag. I mean, I, I I I I've never been super super into platformers. I mean, I played Mario Brothers just like anybody else around that time. Bought all the Mario Brothers, you know, on eight bit Nintendo and you know SNES and all that. But I've never really been a aside from some very very unique outliers i've never really been a platform person so gotcha yeah it's, it's more of a like a mega man slash like uh castlevania type action platformer from the 8-bit days on that but it's quite meaty so if you do happen to check out the physical version of shovel knight you know or download it that you do get all 
the games um, available in the trilogy, or I think there's four different expansions for it actually. So, so definitely check that out. Uh, last but not least, hot off the news presses at Capcom Cup tonight. Uh, Capcom has announced Street Fighter V Champion Edition coming out physically for PS4 and PC uh, February 14, 2020. Uh, that has all the characters. They did announce one character coming out next month. Uh, Gil from Street Fighter Three will be included and is coming out uh, for Street Fighter V on that. So if you want to purchase the physical edition, it will be $29.99 MSRP. And if you want to upgrade from your uh, previous versions of Street Fighter V, uh, the MSRP will be $24.99 on that. So, And then if you do pre-order, you get a new color for each character on that. The Championship Edition version of Street Fighter V includes over 200 costumes. So, so it looks pretty cool. I like playing Gil in Street Fighter Three. so... Um, I'm not sure if this is going to bring anyone to play Street, Street Fighter V that hasn't played Street Fighter V. I don't know if you're interested in all, Kevin. I know you're the fighting game guru of the three of us, so... No. No. I'm... I'm five is... I think is probably the best playing Street Fighter uh, mechanically. I, I think it's great mechanically. Um... I'm not in love with the art style, uh, but and it don't have Dudley, who's my favorite Street Fighter character. So <laughs> I remember you were you're all about you know, Dudley. Talk to me when you get Dudley on the roster, then then, then I'll see about you. But no, nah, I, I I think I'm I'm I'll wait for six if there's going to be a six. Uh, maybe in the far future, but right now it looks like this is the coup de gras, the doll, the cream, and the cherry on top for Street Fighter V, at least. So uh, there is an extra for Blanca too that's coming out, uh, be available on Street Fighter V from November 22nd through December 20th. So if Street Fighter V players get a quest complete in extra battle mode with uh, Blanca, they will be rewarded with a new Blanca costume carved from Nergagante. A ferocious specky elder dragon first introduced in Monster Hunter World on there, so you do get a uh, Nergagante skin for Blanca in Street Fighter Five. That's silly. It's actually kind of. It's actually kind of. I could actually see Blanca ro- rolling with some <laughs> Nergi armor. With so the spikes. That's, that's yeah, actually, the spikes. Yeah. That's actually okay, but y'all ain't got deadly, so. <laughs> And last but not least, it's not even in the outline, but the Guilty Gear 2020 that got unveiled earlier this year, they do have a name for it now. Guilty Gear Strive is the name of the game. Uh, They did have a trailer released tonight that includes Faust in the game. So so that game's looking good uh, from all the little uh, videos that uh, uh, Arc System Works has released on that. So. So we'll have to see more when that comes out next year. On that, any excitement for that, Kevin? Um, yes, but it's also kind of brought out some uh, disgruntlement in the in the Guilty Gear community because you're there's no chain combos anymore. There's no uh, it, it, your damage is going to come from like single hits into special moves. And there's no aerial combos anymore. Uh, so they're changing the 
um, they're changing the entire makeup of the mechanics of Guilty Gear. It's it's not going to be, um, you know, getting hitting your opponent at, at maximum. You know, getting these these high these high number combos. It's going to be about trying to using footsies and uh, like medium and heavy attacks into your specials to get the damage. Um, there's no more, I, I want to say that there's no more uh, ground tech and air tech or, or something along the likes where where you just won't be able to follow up with, uh, with, with, with moves like that. You know, your damage is going to come from, like I said, uh, single, you know, medium and heavy uh, kind of leading into your special uh, there's going to be some um, uh, your dust your dust move they they kind of reworked that and I read the article talking about all the reworks and a lot of people who are into guilty gear uh, at least on on the online uh, on your message boards and on Twitter uh, more than a few of them are not ha- happy about that so. They feel that it's being Guilty Gear is being dumbed down to make it more accessible, and I never really was. I mean, I was a fan of Guilty Gear. I would I wouldn't call myself a, a, an Uber fan. Like uh, I I didn't like it as much as maybe you know one of the old some of the older Street Fighter titles, but uh, I can definitely see what what some people are saying that that this has become. You know the thing that made the game unique in in the arena of, of fighting games has being stressed being stripped away, and uh, some folks are not very happy about that. You know, let alone the the you know graphically, it's impressive. It looks beautiful, and and, it, and it, to me, it looks fun. But you know, uh, so there is definitely a and I don't why wouldn't I wouldn't venture to call it a majority or a minority of the core of that community. Because I honestly don't know, uh, but there's there are some voices that are not particularly happy about the direction that Guilty Gear is going mechanically. So uh, that needs to be that that would need to be noted as well. All right, well, I'm kind of excited for it, but like I said, I haven't played a mainline Guilty Gear game in quite a bit of time. So, but I will be definitely checking this out. It's only announced for PS4 right now. It's going to be coming out late 2020. So, and uh, I did bring the ruckus. That's all the news for this episode. So, quite a bit of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, alrighty then. Well, we're going to move into uh, our next. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Our next topic. We're going to be talking about some Black Friday deals. So, um, you know, we're rapidly approaching Turkey Day. And uh, that following Friday, some many folks are going to be looking for deals on all kinds of doodads, be they tech or games. And so we're going to let you know about uh, what is this Walmart, what Walmart's going to have in store for you. Well, yeah, we mainly talked about all the other retailers, but Walmart hadn't dropped yet last week, so last episode. So this is just basically covering Walmart doesn't have 
nothing too crazy. Everything has kind of stayed consistent with all the other platform, um, all the other deals at other stores on there. Of course, you got your 199 PlayStation 4, one terabyte bundle with uh, God of War Horizon Zero Dawn and uh, Last of Us Remastered. Uh, your Xbox One SAD, uh, all digital edition with the Minecraft, Sea of Thieves, and Fortnite. Um, Xbox One X for three forty nine, with Gears of Five, Gears of War Five, and of course that includes all of Gears of War, the whole entire shebang. Uh, Xbox One S, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order bundle. On that, um, they do have controllers for thirty nine dollars each. Um, Xbox controllers for $39 each. And then, you know, take a look at the ad for certain games. As far as games, I mean, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is like 38 bucks, but they do have some said games for 30 bucks, including the lowest price of all the retailers, including like Splatoon 2, um, Super Mario Party is included with that. Um, it does look like they do have like some games for 27 bucks, including... Uh, WW2K20, I know I'm going to buy that. So, And um, some other games for 25 bucks, 20 bucks, and 15 bucks on there. So just take a look at the circular. Nothing's really popping and pretty much is matching other retailers uh, for that. Uh, we haven't seen the GameStop ad yet. We'll probably talk about that next episode if you haven't had a chance to peruse it as of yet on there. They do have Spider-Man Game of the Year Edition for 15 bucks at Walmart. That's another kind of noteworthy uh, deal, quote-unquote. Anything you guys are looking for, or, you know, pretty much it's still the same? You can probably uh, grab Need for Speed, Kev? Yeah, uh, that's going to be, that's probably what I'll be, I'll be definitely looking to to check that out. I've, I've actually seen some video gameplay of Need for Speed, and it looks like it might be okay. <laughs> So uh, it's definitely not something I want to drop, uh, you know, full price or anything close to full price. So I'll I'll definitely be hitting up uh, somewhere to try and pick that game up uh, as cheap as possible. Uh, just looking through the ad online, uh, I see that there is a Netgear Nighthawk. Um, I think that is for, uh, gosh, I can't forget. I, re- I forget the protocol for the newest, quote unquote, fastest uh, Wi-Fi connection that's available right now, but uh, there's a Nighthawk router that uh, when my router went out, I was actually looking into, but I decided not to get it because I just didn't want to spend that that much money. But it's the uh, the I think it is the AX3000, and when I was looking at it, it was like 150 bucks. It's going to be down to 99, so that's a pretty good deal. Um, so, and it looks like a Batman accessory is what it looks like. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't remember what that what the new protocol is, but I mean, I the devices that I have, I think the only device that I have that w- that supports that speed, uh, because it, on the router that I actually have now, um, kind of sort of supports it. It's not exactly what the Nighthawk does, but it kind of sort of supports it. Is my wife's tablet, which is a Galaxy Tab S S five E, but um, but yeah, that that was normally like one hundred and fifty dollars on Amazon. It's down to ninety nine, so that's a pretty good deal if you need a router. So, look at that it, just kind of stood out to me. 
It has Wi-Fi six. I don't know what Wi-Fi six is, but it has Wi-Fi six. So. Yeah, I think that's the uh, that's that. Yeah, that's the that's the Wi-Fi protocol that's supposed to be the bee's knees, but. And I might need it. Yeah, I've been having some calls drop on my Wi-Fi calling as of late. So but I'm on my stock like cable router right now, and I haven't been too lazy to boost it up. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, go. that's there. You go, go go grab a router. Maybe I'll put on my Christmas list, something like that. So, but yeah, that's all the Black Friday updates this episode. So. Alrighty, well, why don't we find out what we've been playing? So, Dez, why don't you tell the, tell the folks what's been on your play rotation since our last show? Well, a um, couple of games came out. Uh, one big game came out, and a couple of small ones... Well, a couple of big games came out, but a couple of small ones uh, have, have as well. So, uh, Joe and I have really been into... Um, Titan Quest, if you can believe that. Uh, yes, we're really loving a 10-year-old game right now. and uh, I love it. I'll yeah, take we're really, it. We're really getting it. What would you say, Joe? I'll take it. I love it. Yep. Yeah, we have been playing uh, that game kind of nonstop. It's been very interesting. We're really, we're really kind of getting into our uh, Diablo Light content. And um, I know Mitch is on the last show, but we've really been having fun with it. Uh, some of the other new games that I've been playing, uh, got a couple, uh, got Sparklight, uh, it's a cute little, uh, indie game that, uh, is, is very much like Breath of the Wild, uh, sorry, it's very much like, uh, uh, Legend of Zelda, sorry, it's, um, a classic Legend of Zelda, top down, running around, you have this girl with a wrench and you're trying to stop evil pollution or something i don't know i really haven't gotten <laughs> too far into the campaign but it's really fun it's a little bit challenging but uh but it's really good and it's a quality um indie game came out for 29.99 that's a great price uh for these indie games and i really wanted to support them and i've seen a couple of youtubers play it and it's fun it's got a really nice color palette the the um the gameplay is smooth so i'm really looking forward to it um, I, I'm really enjoying playing it. Sorry, and then I got a couple of other games. Uh, one game that I got was um, uh, Steam Quest, uh, Hand of Gilgamesh. Sorry, Gilgamesh, and it was a digital only game. At least I thought on Nintendo uh, for Nintendo, but thanks to Joe uh, Trader Joe, um, he showed me that there's this uh, super rare games which is a UK outfit, was selling the cart. It was actually a custom, not a custom cart, I guess, but a, a limited edition cart of it, and I bought it. Uh, yeah, it was like, you know, 30 bucks, shipped from shipped internationally, uh, came relatively quickly. A lot of the a lot of the stuff that was from that they packaged it with from Super Rare Games was really cool. So um so yeah, um, that was one thing that I really was really kind of cool. And I know that we're going to uh, most likely talk about our vessel line a little bit later, but uh, that's the question uh, for of the of the show. So the question of the show for you all uh, who listens to us, and we hope that you will respond, is uh, have you ever gotten an import game? And if you have, uh, why? Um, why have you gotten it? Was it because it was a really great game? You can only get it. You can only get it. Uh, someplace else, because um, I used to get 
uh, games. Uh, I know Joe's gotten a lot of games uh, shipped uh, shipped overseas and whatnot. But have you ever imported a game? And if you have, why did you do it? And what game was it? Or or, or what was one of the you know cool games that you got that you imported? And, and I know that uh, we could probably have a whole show filled with just talking about imported games. So that is your that is your question, listener. You know, um, uh, listeners out there. So just you know, think about. You know, respond to Twitter, respond to us. Uh, you, our contact information will be at the end. So tell us what game have you Im- imported and why. You know, not how much you paid for it, because I know some of those import games can be a bit, a bit expensive. I know Joe can tell us stories, but but just what games have you played? Um, so that's one game that I got and I was really excited with. And I'll tell you a couple stories about some not-so-good games that I got, but it's pretty funny. Um... And then I got Pokemon Sword and Shield. I have not turned it on yet. I have not played it yet. Um, just so kind of, which one did you get? Did you get Shield or Sword? I got Shield. I got Shield. Okay. I didn't get both. I don't get. I never buy both. I only get one or the other because you usually get the other one. So, so I got I got uh, Shield. Joe's probably going to get Sword. Not sure what Kevin's going to get, but he said he was going to buy it. And I cannot wait to uh, Poke Battle with all y'all. You know, so I'm looking forward to it, but I have not I have not fired it up yet because I know if I fire it up, I'm gonna be playing it like nonstop because that's how I normally play Pokemon games. So I'm really happy that's on the go. So we'll see. But um, but um, there's probably another question I can ask you. Uh, what if you're gonna get it? What's your starter Pokemon? That's another question you can you can. Uh, you can respond to what sort of Pokemon did you go with and why? So you got two questions for you guys. We really want to encourage our listeners to, to, to you know, to, to interact with us, you know. So first question, uh, uh, have you ever imported a game and why and what game was it? Second question is what was your starter Pokemon if you got a Pokemon Sword and Shield? I don't know what mine is yet. I haven't played it, but by the time we have our next show, I probably would have. I might have beaten it too. You don't never know. Um, and the last game that I got uh, was Jedi Fallen Order, and I have really, really been enjoying it. And this is this is something I wanted to uh, talk to Kevin about because I know that you said in the past you do not like stamina bars, you know, in your games. You like to be able to punch and punch and punch, you know, get in there and and do combos and stuff like that. So this game has a pseudo stamina bar, but it's not so oppressive as say Dark Souls. At least in my experience, and I'm playing mm. it on the normal Jedi Master or whatever it's called, you know, um, Dealio. But it's it's very interesting because it's not it's not playing as like I thought it would. You know, you really have to be kind of calculated in your strikes. You do get stronger as you unlock, you know, your Force powers and stuff like that. And I don't know, like I'm really enjoying the gameplay it's very frustrating though because because some of the reaction time to some of the enemies is is really really uh quick so you got to be quick on on your uh on your parries but the 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 animations for when this guy takes people down looks amazing the game looks beautiful uh the story i'm i'm i'm, I'm kind of okay with the story so far um but uh, I want to ask you, Kevin. You know, do you think you might be picking it up? Because because it, it it the gameplay is really kind of cool. It's not bad. It's it's not mm-hmm. as bad as I was as, as I was expecting. The stamina bar isn't that bad, and they give you 
they give you loads of ways to um, to replenish it and to um, and to escape and roll into dodge. So so I want to talk to you about that. Uh, what happens when your stamina bar depletes? Um, that's funny. I haven't really had anything like that happen because you because you can easily dodge out of the way. There's no there's no dodging mechanic. Um, I'm sorry. There's no when you dodge out of the way. You're at least at least in my opinion, when you dodge out of the way, you don't have any problem. So I'm finding myself uh, parrying when it's one on one. So so basically, it, the game encourages you to parry and or dodge. Um, if you block, that's a problem. But if you if you hit the block button and you parry, you do like a repose and you can uh, literally just like almost decapitate people. It's it's pretty it's pretty awesome how he how he does it. But um, but there is no uh, full on penalty for. Um, for uh for um for like uh holding your block because the weirdest thing about it is is you're really only being attacked by like maybe one uh two people max and then mm-hmm. um the one thing that I do I do dislike about it is I wish his um his lightsaber was just a little bit stronger it doesn't seem like it is as strong as it could be. That's the one thing that kind of like irks me about it, you know, because I'm sitting here slashing the the crap out of people and, you know, they're not going down like you would like they you would expect them to getting hit by a plasma light. Yeah. So, but, but that's the thing though, if you, which is weird though, because if you, if you parry it and you turn it around on them, it's pretty much almost like an instant kill. It's 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 an interesting game in that aspect, but for the most part, I was just kind of like, huh, you know, I don't know. It 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 has some weird dynamics, but but at this point, it is definitely you know not bad. And I would say you know, so that's what happens usually when you um when you uh does when you dodging get hit. does dodging deplete your stamina bar? No. Oh okay, yeah. I've never had it. I've never had it deplete my stamina bar, and, I, and I'm dancing around left and right. The only thing that so, seems to do that is is the is the blocking when you when you literally just hold block. Okay, so it sounds like that is really just more like a shield, like a kind of like a like the shield stamina bar in Halo, where yeah. if you just stand there and take on the damage, then. Uh, you know, your shield will go down, and then your the attacks start start affecting you know Master Chief's body itself, and you just you get away from the action. That stamina bar either uh, replenishes itself, or I would imagine you can take some uh, take some type use some type of item to replenish it if you're kind of in, a, in an emergency. But it replenishes itself really case, fast, though. Yeah, in that case, I wouldn't really define that as a stamina bar. That's more like a shield. Uh, like like a shield, an act, a uh, 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 an active shield bar that's maybe is only there when you are blocking, and if you just stand there and block, then it's just going to that's just to keep people from turtling the whole game. So yeah, that that is not going to be that's not going to be a deterrent uh, for me. But you know, like I said, like I said on last show, when that de- when that dismemberment mod comes through on PC, <laughs> uh, yeah. that's when I'll get it. Okay, cool. But that's really all the stuff that I've been playing mostly uh, is uh, 
and then you know just just pop it in different games you know i downloaded uh uh what is it dragon crown pro so i'll probably play that with joe at some point um it was on a sale psn runs these amazing sales uh still playing the outer world still playing Earthlock. uh this little psn uh, psn game so i bounce around from game to game uh here and there but i've been really playing um jedi fallen order and it's a great game so far so nice yeah so joe uh what games have you been playing Nope. Oh, uh, oh, you're no, there. No, no, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I just had to unmute my mic real quick. Sorry about that. No problem. Uh, we talked about Titan Quest. That's all I've been playing for the last since we recorded last. This this whole entire week, I've just been playing Titan Quest. So, and it's just kind of crazy to think I've I've gotten Death Stranding. You know, I have lots of new games. I have the new Pokemon, but it's just something kind of like soothing to play titan quest and plus i've had some issues with it where i've gone to a blue screen quite a few times i did have to um, delete my install and reinstall it on that so um, but uh, definitely enjoying it quite a bit and uh, i didn't get to play today but uh, i'm definitely going to be transitioning to play some of the hot games de jour including you know I'm sure you're enjoying Death Stranding, Kevin, and I want to be able... I'm probably look at Thanksgiving as being a good time for me to kind of get back and reset my palate, <laughs> per se, mm-hmm. on that. I know Surgeon Fire is also waiting for me to play Borderlands 3, so that's something that is in my, um, you know, in my plans as far as games to play coming up. On Have that. you finished all of 2? Not yet. I still got one DLC to go through, so... Oh. So, how'd you finish all the DLC? No, I finished all the DLC except for Commander Lilith and the Battle for Sanctuary, just the latest one that they brought out this year. On that, and after that, I'm done. I'm done. Put a book in on that thing. So, but other than that, no. I mean, last week I was playing a few odds and ends on Steam. I want to go back to that and play some ukulele and go back and play a few games that way. Plus, you know, download some Games Pass games. But you know. (laughs) Not enough time in the day for everything. So uh, what I did today, at least at home, is that I did everything I needed to do for the week. Laundry, you know, did everything I needed to do. So this upcoming week, I'll have some time to play games after I get home from work, you know. So nice. Nice. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But that's all for me. Okay. Well, for me, uh, I my gaming this weekend was uh, kind of was kind of put on hold. Uh, for reasons I'll get into at the end of the show, but um, you know the I kind of sort of played a little bit of uh, Death Stranding, and that's really the only game I played. And you know I'll just say uh, I am completely engrossed in what's going on in the that that world. Um, like I said before, this is this game is not going to be for everybody. But I think everybody at least owes it to themselves to rent the game, uh, check the game out the library if you're fortunate if you're fortunate enough to um, have a library that uh, rents games out and gets new releases on a regular basis. But uh, it's it's a beautiful game that uh, uh, I think it was a Decima Engine that. Uh, 
that uh, powers Horizon Zero Dawn. It it just looks absolutely fantastic, uh, and I'm playing it on the on the PS4 Pro. So, and you know my TV's 1080p. And uh, speaking of TVs, my TV my television set may have may have croaked today. Uh, I am tentatively waiting on a replacement uh, power cord. So, uh, and if that hopefully corrects the problem, I'll see what's going on. Uh, but uh, <laughs> my uh, my uh, Panasonic Plasma TV set that I have absolutely thoroughly enjoyed uh, maybe may may have may have sailed off into the sunset. <laughs> So, I will. I will see what I will look into. What my options are, possibly. I, I know I got an extended warranty. I can't remember. I know I got the the longest one available at the time I purchased the TV set, but I don't know if I'm still within that window, even after the manufacturer's warranty has expired. So I'll have to do some research on that and find out about that. But uh, that's really all I've been. That's really all I've been playing. All I've been, which is not much. <laughs> so uh, we got some feedback, and it's time to check that feedback out in our vessel line. So I'll go ahead and uh, read our our response, and we got a res- uh, a response from our good friend Alberto. And the question from last week was, what motivates you to trade or sell a specific game? What thoughts come to mind in deciding which games are keepers? And uh, Alberco responded, mostly if the game has replay value, like branching paths and alternative endings. Secondly, would be if I'm low on funds. Out of the old, in with the new. And uh, thank you for that response, Alberto. And a lot of people, I know that's how I did most of my new game purchases early on as as a as a younger person, where I didn't have access to funds, particularly in those uh, 16-bit uh, cartridge days. Some of those carts <laughs> were, were getting kind of pricey. Um, trading was how I got the the, the new hotness. So. I definitely feel you on that, and as, uh, trading is also how I I build up credit to get to get more games than not. It's particularly as the uh, the uh, new game purchase bonuses from uh, our brick and mortar stores like Best Buy, Gamers Club, Gamers New Gamers Club Unlocked uh, has been deep sixed. Uh, I still have some time left on it. Uh, so I'm going to utilize it as much as I can. But uh, uh, I would pose this question to you guys: uh, What determines uh, whether what what are the what are the determinant factors on your trading patterns for your games? I'll let Joe go first because I know he has a very interesting one. Probably uh, for me, it just depends as far as um, is this game? Am I going to play this game right away? One. Um, if I'm not going to play this game, will I be able to buy it for cheaper later? Then I'll take a look at maybe even if I bought the new hotness, like say, for instance, Death Stranding. And I know I'm not going to play Death Stranding for at least the next couple months. And I had pre-order. I went and picked it up anyway. I'll maybe we'll go ahead and 
keep an eye out as far as how much I got in my trade value for it and then wait to buy it for uh, a price lesser than what I received in credit because I don't have to be trading in stuff and then, um, you know, obviously paying for it in the end if I do happen to pick it up later, that kind of thing. So if I, if I see a game like Anthem, I should have – I actually traded – anthem right away because after that launch was a big old wet fart basically i decided oh let's get out while the getting's good and you know knowing me i re-picked up the game for like 15 bucks and thought i had a great deal because i was going to go back to it <laughs> and i don't know about even that 15 bucks being well spent but uh, that's what i look at mainly too and then as of late i've been kind of trying to be more diligent about the trading uh, stuff in that i already have on other platforms like, for instance, I'll buy a game for PS4, play it a little bit, then I wound up getting a code on Humble Bundle or some other means or games with gold or with uh, PlayStation Plus. And so if I do get um, the game, uh, you know, digitally, it's something where if I don't really care about the doodads and the cover art and all that stuff, I'll trade that set game in because I already have it digitally. It's, it's things I have, haven't been doing in the past, but I've been doing as of late on there i've been kind of looking more at digital as being a worthwhile platform not so much physical all day every day i, I will still enjoy my physical games as is it's just you know I, I could see in five years where everything's all games pass and and um, subscription based i could possibly see how that's going to be later on in the mix so so how about you desmond uh, for me, it, it's all about playing a game once, and if I like it, um, I'll keep it. And then I really kind of make this conscious effort to say, like, if I haven't played a game in a certain amount of time, um, or I really don't feel like I'm going to play it, then it's gone. I don't I don't mess around when it comes to games like that. I'm, I, I will cut them. Because the problem is they're so, they're so readily available now. And if I really want to play another game again, I'll just go rebuy it. You know, there's only a couple games that I've ever felt so strongly that I have to keep. And that's for, like, sentimental value, you know, or, or like, you gave me a game or, or, or you said this was really good or, or, or I got it from someplace or somewhere, you know. That's the type of stuff that I will, I will keep uh, because it has some kind of, like I said, sentimental value. Other than that, nope, you're gone. You know, I have no problem, you know, especially if there's like a pro day, you know, or something at GameStop and I can get a little bit extra money because, you know, they're really the only the only game going right now. If I can get a little bit of money from it, then I'm definitely going to do it, you know, and it's sad that they're, they seem to be really the only place and then I have no um, wherewithal to sit down and actually go online and get the and get the like best deal, so that's why you know I'll tell Joe, "Oh, I'm selling this," and Joe will be like, "Oh, well, you know that's going for this much online." I'm like, "Okay, well, why don't you sell it and then I'll give you part of it or something, you know, or or why don't you hold on to it, you know, and we can we can deal with it then, you know." I've given Joe a couple of games that have that have spiked in prices, you know, and it's just like, okay, well, you know, if you want to sell them, sell them, it's fine. You know, I gave it to you. So I was just not, I'm just not super, like I, I play games for, you know, for fun and, 
you know, I have a very, I don't have like a huge large collection because I sit there and I, and I sell most of them. I just don't have, you know, the wherewithal to keep them. I trade them in and I, and I get new ones, you know, granted I, I, I make it a rule to at least play every game that I own. And if I haven't played a game, then I get rid of it. Like I try very hard to play every game that I, that I own because you never know what you're playing, you know, until you, you never know what you might, what you might have you know, or what you might like until you, until you try it is sort of my philosophy. So I try, I, I try every game, you know, that I've gotten, if I don't like it, well, then I'm just not going to play it anymore, you know? Um, and I really hope that, you know, that's the, that's like the, that's really like the, the, the kind of meat of it is I don't really, you know, worry about it. You know, I let Joe do all that worrying. That's why I'm, <laughs> Well, that's why I always tell him, I'm like, Joe, I'm going to sell this game. And he's like, really? Well, but I, I'll take it from you. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> you know, it's just funny. Like, I, sometimes I do it just to torture him. <laughs> and he's like, why are you selling that game? And I'm like, well, I'll play it. Well, you know. And I'm like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for you, me, uh, for me it, it depends on the game. Yeah. There are some games that will never leave my library. You know, God of War, Spider Man, uh, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. There, there's, there's some games that I will always want to go back and play. Uh, you know, the uh, the Ninja Gaiden series. You know, even that whack ass number three. Uh, the, the, it'll, I'll, I'll always have a soft spot uh, in my in my gamer funny bone for certain games and those just aren't just are not going to go anywhere uh i would probably i if things continue to go the way they're going uh, death stranding will be in part of that part of that selection um other when i decide to make a to to trade in a game um i generally don't start looking at my collection until i know that there is a, a boost going on somewhere usually joe is the one to say, "Hey, there's a boost going on." Yep. And then I'll start looking through my collection. Is there a game that I say haven't played, or maybe just loaded up, and I'm just haven't gotten around to playing it yet? Is it likely to decrease in price uh, at a later date? Um, I make and then if if so, then yeah, I'll go ahead and take it. If if I ha- if I can if I can. Uh, uh, you know, gather up enough games to make the trade worthwhile, then I'll go ahead and do it. But I'm fortunate enough to where I I don't have to depend on trades like I did as a younger person in order to get the new hotness. I can I in many instances I can just I can just go and buy the new hotness outright whether I have a trade to do or not. So I'm blessed in that aspect. So it's mo- the trades are going to be for practical reasons instead of instead of a necessity um and like as of late i really haven't been buying a whole lot of new games my 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 game purchasing has kind of slowed down uh in part because i know that they're you know we're getting ready to jump into a new generation so it really doesn't make sense to to buy a whole lot of stuff you know, at at brand new prices right now, so I'm I'm just only going to be picking up those games that I absolutely have to have. 
from 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 here on out. And I've got a couple <laughs> that I have purchased uh, in, recently that I still haven't got around to play, like Wreckfest and Grid. So and and I have no plans on uh, trading those games in right now because I want to play them. So uh, that's kind of what goes into my decision making for trading. So again, uh, thank you, Mr. Alberco, for that feedback. Uh, our listeners, you have our next question, our latest question presented to you by Des the Bay Area Terror for uh, our next show. So keep that in mind. And the way you're going to want to uh, let us know about uh, ab- about the answer to that question presented about imported games, uh, you can contact us at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's going to be where you'll want to uh, send your responses to our questions of the week. That is also, or if you have any other questions, comments to share with us regarding gaming or our perspectives, your perspectives on gaming. Uh, and even if you would like to even be a part of the show, you're going to want to send us an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Social media, I can be found on Twitter at shownuff 71 That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation Network, I am at shownuff 7 Same spelling with the number 7. Xbox Live, it is shownuff 71 Again, same spelling with 71 and on Steam, I am Shonuff71. So again, the, that just like the original spelling with the number 71. Uh, Joe, where can the fine folks get a hold of you at? Uh, as far as PSN, um, Steam, or Nintendo Network, my username is Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A on Xbox Live, Xbox platform. I am Kamunagara, same spelling, uh, 6966. On that uh, Twitter, you could um, message me at Joe Fongul, J O E F O N G U L. How about you, Desmond? You can find me on uh, PSN at Nemo Tigger, N E M O T G G R. You can find me on Twitter at The Nemo 6, T H E N E M O, and the number six. All right. And uh, once again, thank you, folks, for tuning in to Season 5, Episode 12 of Gaming Vessels. Uh, as we close out the show, I want to do a, give a special shout-out to my homie Damon. Uh, this, this weekend, as we're recording, this is this uh, Sunday the 17th. Uh, this weekend, uh, we had the, ho- the home going for his father, uh, Van. He was, a, he was a very influential person in my life. Uh, as a role model and father figure, my dad passed away when I was 16, so I missed out on a lot of that uh, fatherly ad- advice that uh, dads give to their sons uh, due to my father's unexpected passing. Uh, Van was a, was just a wonderful, God-fearing man, and uh, his uh, memorial service at our church was just wonderful. So although we're, we're going to be missing him greatly, uh, he is rejoicing with our Savior right now for eternity. And uh, we will, at some point, we will see him again. And uh, I just want to uh, uh, give a shout out to him, uh, my friend Damon, and his entire family uh, for the privilege that I experienced of, of knowing that man. He was just a wonderful human being. So, uh, shout out to you, uh, Mr. Van Tarver. 
And with that, I am Shonuff Shonuff seventy one <laughs> Kevin, aka Shonuff seventy one, uh, for tra- Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of Gaming, and for Des the Bay Area Terror. We are signing out of this episode. We'll be back next week with a fresh one. So please tune in. Peace. Peace.